You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Daryl the Guru Johnson with you. A little Sunday night special brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And a special night for the Golden State Warriors as they win it over the Hornets, 137-90. to This game was tied at 11. The Warriors pushed out to an eight-point lead after one. They would extend uh, at the half to a 61, or actually a 71 49 lead rather 22 points and at the half was the difference and what you wanted to see at that point goo was all right the warriors put their imprint on the game in the first half but in the third quarter you didn't want to see what happened the other night in minnesota where a game that the warriors were in control of they allow the opposition back in it to a point where they feel like they've got a chance to win the ball game and that's exactly What didn't happen tonight is what happened on Friday in Minnesota. The Warriors pushed the lead not just up to 30. They pushed it all the way up to 47 Wow! in the third quarter. And what text message did you send me? Goo, that's the game that you've been looking for and wanting to see pretty much since October the 16th. And it came, and it came, I mean, just incredible. The impact that I believe – the Minnesota game, the way it ended, how they felt cheated, how demonstrative they were in regard to what happened. I told you, J.D., on Warriors Live, I felt like they were going to take it out on the Hornets, and they did so. I know they're pros. You're supposed to be ready. But they came out with something, just a, a little bounce in their step, and it was good to see, and it was reminiscent of 14-15. It was one of those to where Charlotte, hey, You know, this is done, it's over, and I want to tip my cap to Steve Kerr. There were numerous times I was like, okay, the gang's going on, The you know, the starters are coming out. No, start of the third quarter, here comes Steph Clay. I like that, and we're sipping water, you, me, and Tim Jordan, but we're really sipping bubbly because we need to congratulate the Golden State Warriors for winning the Pacific Division title tonight, and that's what they did with the loss to by the Denver Nuggets, J.D. Yeah, well, the Warriors win the Pacific Division title for the fifth consecutive season uh, by virtue Don't of their take victory. it for granted. Uh, fifth consecutive season, and they gained ground on the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference race. Uh, We were talking on Warriors Live before the game how, hey, the Warriors need to handle business against Charlotte, and you would expect that the Denver Nuggets would handle business at home against the Washington Wizards. Probably one by 20. The Denver Nuggets didn't handle their business. Denver came into this one 31-6 at Pepsi Center. 31 and 6. They are now 31 and 7 because the Wizards beat the Nuggets tonight in Denver. That's 95 to 90. Jamal Murray sprained his ankle. Uh, Nikola Jokic was ejected from this like game. Like DeMarcus Cousins. So the Warriors wind up now a game up on the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference playoff race with these two teams to face each other in this building next up for the Warriors on Tuesday night. They can all but end uh, the race for the top seed in the Western Conference if they can get a win in that one. They would be two up at that point with five to play, 
and they would have the tiebreaker because they would take three of four from the Nuggets. And you had a great point when I said, hey, this thing could be – they could seal the deal Tuesday. Good, just going back to some of the home games outside of this one this season – you know, the Warriors, would. this is the one where they, they would I, let yeah, up. I right. half-jokingly yeah, no, said, well, yeah, knowing valid. that you can put the – knowing no you can put it – yeah, if there's anything, this team might might maybe not play as focused. They were flawless tonight, the Warriors. They were they were really, really good tonight. Uh, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson had it rolling early. Another night where Kevin Durant is more of a facilitator <laughs> than he is a scorer. What do you mean, J.D.? Nine assists. How many Kevin shot Durant. attempts? Five shot attempts. And they no, won by 100. He only ends up playing 27 minutes, but when you're up by 47 Good Lord. in the third quarter of this ball game, you can get away with Kevin Durant moving the basketball. And look, this this trend continued tonight, uh, and I think, you know, look. Could we see it in a playoff game, or is it about the result? If the result is a Warriors win, I'm all good. I think you could see it in a playoff game if – the Warriors are, are playing well and they're controlling it, absolutely. And I don't mean up 40 or 45. I just mean, you know, in control, up 10 to 15. Draymond Green had three more three-point attempts than Kevin Durant. And to uh, Draymond's credit, he's been shooting it a little better, J.D., uh, two of four tonight, but uh, 10 points for him, 11 from Kevin Durant. Steph Curry was, you know, I'm just running out of adjectives to describe um, what I deem the basketball computer. Because that's what he is. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program if you want to squawk about this one with us. A, a buttoned-up win for the Golden State Warriors after trailing a, a little bit early on in this game. It was back and forth, as I mentioned, tied at 11 before the Warriors pushed out to an 8-point lead at the end of the first quarter. They were up 22 at the half. They wound up ahead by 33 going to the fourth quarter, but that was after they built their lead all the way up to 47 uh, at one point in the third quarter. And uh, the Warriors also picked up their 317th win over the last five seasons, Guru. That's called, uh, like, old milk, spoiled. That, that breaks their own record for the most wins in a five-season span. That's the most wins in a five-season span in NBA history. Their own record was if you if you took last year five gotcha. years deep. Now you just extend it out a year to this year, and the Warriors have 317 wins over those last five seasons. Uh, mentioned the fifth consecutive Pacific Division title. Clay Thompson, uh, he tied Richard Lewis for wow. 16th place uh, on the all-time triples list uh, as well. Uh, tonight uh, as Clay Thompson knocked down six of nine. Any any night Curry and Thompson are 11 of 17 from three, it's probably going to be a pretty good night. And the Warriors hit 21 out of 33 from three-point range tonight. Wow. They shot 63% from three in this victory. And it's been that way the last five years. But uh, when we come back, J.D., I want you to answer why the one blemish tonight to me DeMarcus did not deserve to get ran. I think that was – what did you see? He They were jockeying for position. Was that a reputation thing? But they went to the video and still got it wrong. Yeah, they went to the video. That and and it, it, it was deemed to be a, a blow to the head where even if it's unintentional, it can be considered a, a hostile act. Right. And, if, and if you make contact with a 
you know, with a fist, basically, or with a closed hand, and you make contact to the head, that's an ejectable now that doesn't count by towards the letter of the law. Uh, point total. No, this was a flagrant, flagrant foul. Yeah, flagrant foul points are different. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Points. All right, just wanted yeah, to make sure. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, ejected there. I think I thought it was too bad, uh, and we can get into this as well with you at 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search here with John Dickinson and Daryl the Guru Johnson. We'll get into the deal with Cousins. I thought it came at an unfortunate time for Cousins because he was – really starting to play well in this game individually and starting to punish the Hornets inside uh, with that second unit, which I think is another theme, a little bit of a change to the second unit over the last couple of weeks. So we'll get into all of that. Your phone calls as well. It's Warriors Wrap-Up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Daryl the Guru Johnson with you. Warriors win 137-90 over the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Golden State 52-24. and They gain a game in the Western Conference playoff race, a game of separation between them and the Denver Nuggets who entered play tonight. Tied atop the West, Denver lost at home to Washington tonight, 95-90 in a game that, that tipped off about 30 minutes before the Warriors-Hornets game did. So the Warriors have a one-game lead. They play the Nuggets Murray on Tuesday got, night. Murray looks like sprained his ankle. Jamal Murray sprained his ankle. I mentioned Jokic was ejected from that game as well. Uh, so the Nuggets now in big trouble as far as trying to get that number one overall seed almost makes it a must-win game for them. I can see them losing first round, J.D. Coming into this building. And, yeah, I mean, matchups are everything. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, if Denver wound up facing, let's say, Oklahoma City in the first round, I think a lot of people would pick no doubt. Oklahoma City. I'm one of them. Even though Oklahoma City has been pretty terrible toward the end of this season, and they've lost seven of their last ten overall. Let's uh, get to some phone calls here, 888 uh, John Dickinson and Daryl the Guru Johnson with you. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And when we hear from the fans, it's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. We start with Lee in Santa Clara. Lee, you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Lee. Hey, guys. Yeah, great win tonight. And the thing I wanted to uh, kind of talk about and ask you guys about is Durant and the uh, the number of shots. So this is clearly not a coincidence. You know, we've had enough games now to see that there's been a conscious change in, in Durant's approach. And the Warriors have actually looked really good in most of these games. So, you know, the old saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But I'm really curious. I think it's either one of two things. Either Kerr talked to him and said, you need to do this to get the team, you know, functioning better. Or Durant has decided to do this on his own for whatever motivation. You know, I don't know whether that's, that's a good thing or neutral thing or what. But I'm really curious, what do you think has caused this? Because it's clearly not a coincidence. Thanks, Lee. I'll, I'll jump in on this one first, Goo. I, I threw do. it out there. I, look, I initially had thought that Steve Kerr had a conversation with him. And it sounds like... Why? Why, though, J.D.? A conversation similar to the one he had in the conference finals where he compared him to Michael Jordan and said, hey, 
Trust your teammates, especially early in the game. Keep the ball moving. Get everybody involved. Give me a box score with Jordan ever shooting less than 10 field goal attempts. And know that you're going to get it back. Know that you're going to get it back and still be in the flow of everything to where you can get yours. It's, it's, It's not just team, 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 team. It's team, 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 team with an emphasis on they're going to be better for it, and you're so damn talented that you can still get yours in the flow of everything that's going on. So that that was theory number one. Okay. It sounds, based on the, the questions that have been asked, that that didn't happen. So that brings me to theory number two. And, of course, it you know I, I think Steve Kerr was a little upset, obviously, that that video went public last year in the, in the conference finals against the Rockets. Theory number two on that is... Go back to the two games that Kevin Durant missed when the Warriors won in Houston and won in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago. To me, look, Kevin Durant is smart enough to watch the team play without him and and maybe even hear the noise. But they won 14 in a row without him last year. And he didn't come back and, you know, condense his shot volume. All I'm saying is I, I think he's a smart enough player, a skilled enough player, and he's good enough at reading the room, uh, maybe too good at reading the room sometimes, to where he looked at the way they played and said, you know what, okay, I'm going to come back. And you know what, I'm so damn good as a passer. Passing is an underrated aspect of my game, in my opinion. I'm going to be a facilitator, and we've got all these other scores. I'll keep the ball moving, and they'll score, and and we'll just start talking about what a great passer I am. Those are valid and you can believe him, but there's no way in hell Steve Kerr, to me, would go to number 35 and say, you're what's wrong or a part of what's wrong with the lack of production. We can all, real quick, we can all see that the bench is not, you know, done their, their part. So to me, I think Kevin Durant smells, he can feel the playoffs, he's bored, and this is a challenge within the game I'm going to do it a different way. And come game one of the playoffs, there's no way in hell 35 will have less than 10 field goal attempts. If there is that game or games, and, J.D., I'll say to you, you know what, you are right, but this has worked. This has worked when he's been the man. And, you know, I'm a bad analogy guy, but I love him. (laughs) It's like a pitcher. KD's saving his arm. He's saving the innings for the playoffs, so he's trying to get the others, the confidence boosted up, and that's why he's doing this. But let's not act like we're this is a month-long thing because, to me, then it would be an issue. I think Durant is kind of having fun with the game as we wind down to the playoffs. I think there's something to that. I think there is something to finding a different way to get through the regular season. And, and maybe this is a, a way – and the way that the Warriors have to try and attack the regular season to be more consistent, to have fewer letdowns, to have you know, fewer lulls, uh, if you will. Uh, I also don't think it comes from a place of, of something being wrong mm. if Steve Kerr had that conversation with Kevin Durant. I, I don't think it's you're the problem. I think it's there's a different way to attack it. Why would it, my question to you with your theories? Sometimes when he's is up why there, would it be KD? footers quickly, okay. it takes you out of the floor right. of the offense. Other guys don't touch. But why it. wouldn't it be Stepher or Clay or somebody or Boogie? Why why would it be Durant if if those theories are correct? Why would it be Kevin Durant the one to have to to condense his shot volume? 
that that that's what that's well, what because, I'm asking because he's the player that's unique in his skill set compared to the others. The others have played in this system. Mm. For years, and and look, and he has too. I mean, let's let's be honest. Right. It's not like he just got here. And it's, it's been, it's been working right in, in the system, <laughs> right? But, but I think there's times where you know he's so good, you can come down and he's got a wide open twenty footer, and that's fine. You take it, and and it's great. Or he can take his man, and and, and score, and it's automatic. He's terrific. He's a great player. But I think there's also times where you know. You sacrifice a little bit to make sure everybody else is clicking, wow, and then you JD. can still get yours because you're so damn good. And it is a little bit maybe of a challenge for Durant, who is a good passer, and that is an underrated aspect uh, of his game. So coming down court, d- d- I'm just saying in basketball, to me the, o- the, the, the one goal is to get the ball in the hole. But if I understand you correctly, I guess what you're saying is sometimes that can come – to the team's detriment, if the ball doesn't yeah, touch if you're everybody, quick. Wow. Yeah, sure. I think that ha- that can happen with Curry come down and take a quick three, or Clay come down and take a quick three. I mean, that that, that can happen with anybody. But I think it was happening maybe a little bit more with Durant, or the perception was that it was happening a little bit more with Durant. His oh, shots out were, there. Yeah. were out outside of the context of, of everything else that they consistently try to do. All right, 888-957-9570. We've still got your play of the game coming up. We still have time for more of your phone calls. Warriors win tonight over the Hornets, 137-90. It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. Warriors win 137-90. John Dickinson, Daryl the Guru Johnson with you from Oracle Arena. We're inside the Crown Royal Club. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Golden State now 52-24 on the year. Guru, let's let's... Get to some calls here. Let's we got people do it. that want to yeah. talk. Uh, Hemi in Napa. Hemi is up first here this segment uh, on 95.7 The Game. What's up, guys? What's going on, Goo? Hey, hey. Hey, um, first and foremost, I got to agree um, with the thing that, uh, you know, once you get so satisfied, once you have everything, things do get boring. And I got to agree with the fact that um, if it was up to the Warriors – they would have a. They, it would go from preseason to playoffs because it doesn't matter where they're seated. Mm. And um, you know, um, it's good to see these kind of performances. But you know, it, come playoff time, it'd be great to see them more then. Um, and with that, that's about all I have. Um, and Guru, you staying up tonight? Don't be. Don't you know? Just be ready for tomorrow. And um, I have a friend that says thank you, Guru, because blue. Saved his life. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Yeah. All right. Little inside there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. John and Richmond. <laughs> there you go. It's up next. I'm going to think better of what I was going to say. <laughs> And move on to yeah. John and Richard. It's late night, JD. What's going on, John? It's Well, it's it's a little earlier than it usually is when we're doing this show. We're doing it on a Sunday. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, Good. Two points. One, I think the KD thing, one, I think the offense runs better when he's the main distributor because the Warriors' wow. offense, the key to it is inside out and Clay and Steph with their shooting. 
And when they run that play through Draymond, the defense doesn't really key on Draymond, which is why I feel like Draymond sometimes gets a lot of turnovers. But when KD has the ball, Steph and Clay just get wide open shots, which gets the rhythm of the team going, which then like causes us to have these offensive explosions, not to mention that he's 7-1 and can see over the defense. And if it comes down to four or five seconds left in the clock and nothing's opened up, then we have the fail-safe of the Durant pull-up. Um, having said that, though, his shot distribution, I think the key is motivation. If the motivation is he's trying, if he's bored or if he's trying to explore new aspects of his game or if he thinks it's best for the team, then that's a great thing. But if the motivation is that he's kind of irked about the fact the Warriors won those couple games without him and the fans always say, oh, we play better without KD, then that could be a bad thing because he may become over passive in situations that, um, you know, he shouldn't. And my final question, and I don't know if you guys have an answer to this, is um, if the Nuggets were to win this Tuesday, which I hope they don't, and I don't think they will, but if they were, they would have a 2-2 split with the Warrior. And I know the next tiebreaker is a conference record, which would be also identical to the Warriors. So I'm wondering if you two happen to know what the third tiebreaker would be for that one seed. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate the call, John. I'm going to dig that up. I think I actually do have it in my notes. I will tell you, though, the Warriors, if the Warriors lose... They're not, but go they ahead. Would, this is fascinating. They would be, I don't know. They would be 31-17 and 17 in the conference. The Nuggets would be 32-15 and 15 at that point oh, in the so conference. They so, one, so they would yeah. actually have the tiebreaker in terms of the conference record uh, at that point. Uh, but yeah, I do have the the other the other tiebreakers here, which I can get to in just a moment. And Denver's limping in here with Murray. That that the, from all accounts, he may not even be ready to go Tuesday. Let, let's keep it moving right now because remember, Denver tonight lost to Washington, but Washington's an Eastern Conference team, so that doesn't count gotcha. toward the record. Just as the Warriors beating Charlotte tonight, that's an Eastern Conference team, so that doesn't count toward the conference record. So the game in here on Tuesday would count. The Warriors, if they lost that game under the hypothetical John presents, they they would be at that point thirty one and seventeen. The Nuggets would be thirty two and fifteen. So actually, Denver would have a game and a half lead over the Warriors at that point in terms of that overall tiebreaker. Reed in Daly City is up next here. Reed, you're on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Hey fellas, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, just wanted to uh, to converse about Bogut. Um, I called you guys when we were trying to get him, and I said, we got to get this guy. Because mainly he turned us around. I mean, you see the 2015 team in action. We don't win by 30 or 40 points anymore. When we win, it's by two or four. We Somehow we just squeak it out. The Minnesota game, he didn't play any or barely any minutes, and we got beat. And I, I doubled down on what the caller said earlier, the last caller. KD being a distributor is definitely helping us win. Because uh, the other night against Minnesota, he took – I don't know, 22 shots, maybe 9 out of 22, and that's how we lost. So but I do you think this would sa- – let me ask you this. Do you think KD would be satisfied being a facilitator? And my second question to you and everybody else that likes this version of Kevin Durant, because I don't, it's not a bad thing, but there's never – you you know, 
a scenario to where I want 35, Kevin Durant, as great as he is, shooting less than 10 times. So I guess I'm asking the masses, when did this become an issue? It's worked. We've seen it work the last two years. So why all of a sudden is is nobody gravitating to what, you know, the scenario I presented to where I believe he's bored and he's working on his passing until the playoffs start? Yeah, Guru, for me, I saw it in a couple games where we lost by 30, and I said, you know, this is not Warrior basketball. You know, we don't lose by 30. I mean, we lost to the Celtics, and he was smiling with Kyrie. And um, I don't know, there's just something different about it, but all I know is once we got Bogut in there, we straightened everything out. Thanks for the call, Reed. Appreciate it. And let's be honest, since Bogut's inception – you know he hasn't played thirty-five to forty minutes. I mean, he's. I like what I've what I've seen, but you can't tell me there's there's a game to where Bogut, you know, his fingerprints were superseded Cousins. You, no. you know what I mean? Bogut's no, I been good, so. but you know he hasn't been the reason yet. Yeah, and Bogut. You know, you asked me earlier, what did you think about Bogut? Tonight was tonight, an off night. I thought, huh? Well, I, I think I thought Bogut. He you shouldn't know, have been playing. He looked like a guy that wasn't going to play tonight yeah, and exactly. got pressed into action half to play because Cousins got ejected from the game. And to me, I, I to me that's not a flagrant two. By that the was, way, that was BS on Cousins. That was BS. That, man. There's a little bit of reputation there, no which doubt. is unfair. And to me, to me, that's where if you got to call it a flagrant because he unintentionally smacked and the other the guy, guy in sold the head, it. I, did, I lost okay, respect for him for even selling. Then it. at that point, and, and you're talking about Willie Hurd on Gomez. Yeah. At that point, okay, maybe it's a flagrant one if you have to review it. But two? to have it be a flagrant two, you're out of the game, that to me was was definitely excessive. All right, we have our tiebreaker oh, here answer we go. for you. Because, you know, I, got, I, got, I had to get my stack out. and I was, That was I, up your alley. I was you little, see, I let you have I was it. a little panicked, Guru, because yeah. I wasn't sure I had my – I got this stack. You quibbled you know, when he asked you that. I got Let me get it. I got it. And, you know, yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I knew it's in here somewhere. Uh, you mentioned the head-to-head. That's the first one. Uh, if one of the teams is a division winner versus they're both going to be division winners okay. if they get to that point. So you throw that one out. Winning percentage against teams in your own division, if you're in the same division, which you throw that one out, right. which they're not. Uh, so then it, it becomes winning percentage against the conference. If that were to be tied, it's a better winning percentage against other teams eligible for the playoffs in your own conference. So it's basically your record against the okay. other seven playoff teams gotcha. versus their record against the other seven playoff teams in the Western Conference. Right. And then at that point, uh, you know, after that, you include uh, you include the opposite conference after that. But it yeah. would be record against the other seven playoff teams. And I may be uh, a bit premature with this, but we saw it tonight, and I don't just think it was the Hornets. I think, you know, like I told you before, I think the Warriors, anytime they're on the hardwood, they're playing themselves, and they could be clicking right now. They're clicking right now, J.D. There's no way I'm going to say this game was about anything else but the Warriors getting primed and ready for the for the run. Let's get to our play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Durant on the bounce pass through traffic to Curry. Takes a dribble in front of the Charlotte bench. Nobody runs at him, and I'm not sure why. He hits another three. Curry with his fifth three. He's hit five or more in eight straight games. That is a Curry career high. And another timeout for the Hornets. 
All right, know the play of the game tomorrow, 10.30, right here on 95.7 The Game with Guru and Matt Steinmetz. They're going to call for it. And if you are the correct caller and you know the play of the game, then it's as easy as that. You win 100 bucks. I know the play of the game. And, yeah, you know it, but, again, you know. Key is somebody, the callers needs to know it. Steiny, fresh off the golf, golf course go. tomorrow. He might not know it. <laughs> but he'll know what time. He'll know what time uh, to call for it. All right, Robin is going to tie a bow on this one before we get out of here hey, on a Sunday night. Robin, you were on 95.7 The Game. You get the final word on the program. How are you, Robin? How you guys? I'm okay, you guys. Listen, I listened to the game, so I didn't really see it, but I, I wanted to ask you something. I'm going to shoot the spot at you. Um, this thing about Durant and his shooting and, you know, and not taking any shots, I think that um, – uh, when uh, they can play, when Durant can play in the flow of the offense is when they operate the best. And this is what we saw when they started this season, the first 10 games. And then when Curry got hurt, um, then then it all fell on him and Clay. And since that point, uh, you really have not seen Durant and, 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 the, and them as a team get that flow back, except uh, that, that one time in Denver. They really had that flow going so i you know i but the thing is is uh durant and and curry and clay they were all getting uh uh their points when they were all in the flow of offense and i think that that's what maybe uh that durant and they're they're working on because they never did really get that slow back and i just wanted to hear you guys thoughts on that perspective and have a good evening. Thanks, Robin. I think that's a great point. And it's it's amazing how that game is 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 so vivid in my mind in Denver. You know the, the Chris 15th. passing. It, it, the, it was like their life. To, everybody's life was on the line. You can JD. make a case the the best two games the Warriors have played in the last three months have been the game at Denver on January fifteenth and the game in this building against Denver on March the 8th. So a game like tonight can't qualify? Yeah, it's, it's up or there. But, again, I think the opponent, opponent matters. Okay. I mean, the Hornets were all but eliminated the yep. other night. And the Lakers beat LA. them by 20 points. Yeah, when they I didn't win that. in L.A., they were all but eliminated. Right. Now, they're still mathematically alive. But that's a game where if you're the Hornets, you lose that game. Right, and then you're thinking, well, shoot, we yeah. gotta go play the Warriors. Yeah, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Defeated you know? both. And the Warriors are coming off a tough loss, right. and they're ticked off. And all they've been talking about for two months is how is how come they don't blow anybody out at home? Wow. So if you're, if you're the Hornets, yeah. you're thinking, uh oh, this is dude, not. They were up not, forty. Not for us. Tonight. I kept looking at the scoreboard like, let me do my math. <laughs> this is not for yeah, us tonight. Right. Said the Hornets <laughs> after it was 11-11. The Hornets gave it about eight good minutes tonight, and then it was a wrap. Uh, down eight after one, Warriors are Kimba up to Walker, the Kimba Walker, a no-show tonight, 414. Well, Kimba Walker. I've been disappointed with him. This, down this, the stretch, this, that's all. This might, good. This might be the last head-to-head matchup between the exactly. Warriors that's and Kimba Walker point. where, you That's know, a great point. Where, yeah. See you later, Michael. He might be a big problem yeah. for the Warriors in future years playing for a team out in the Western Conference, whatever that team may very well be. Uh, at some point. So Warriors win it 137-90 to as Golden State uh, clinches the Pacific Division Championship for a fifth consecutive season. take it for season. granted, J.D. As the Warriors now 52-24 and on the year, 27-11 and at home. Uh, you know, we always have that conversation, that back and forth. They've been so good on the road. 27-11 and at home. Not necessarily what you know the warrior, the standard and the bar the Warriors have set, but you know you, if you end up winning 30 games at home, that's pretty darn good. In fact, that's probably the baseline for what you want. 
you know, in, in a season. No doubt. And we you win thirty about... win thirty on on the home floor, win twenty one on the road, you're a fifty win team. I mean that's that's a nice baseline for being pretty darn good. Yeah, but it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Warrior fans being spoiled. We talked about the nostalgia of this building is last year in existence. But Warrior fans are doing the math and they're like, hey, we're going to be here, you know, through June. Yeah. It's not the end. It's no just doubt. getting started, and I do understand that. But tonight was beautiful. They came out, and I think what transpired Friday night was a travesty for the whole NBA and the in the referee association, in the, the whole gamut. And tonight they took it out on Charlotte, and it was beautiful to see. And a little bit of a throwback night, I think, for Stephen Curry. I mean, how many how many times over the last few years – you look up and Stephen Curry, 27 minutes, and he's got 25 points, and he knocks down a bunch of threes, and the shooting percentage. I mean, I'm just the, the one that blows me away. We talked about it early on in the program. Tonight is 63.6% from three point range. I mean, you knock down 21 threes, but you go 21 for three. See, you're surprised. I'm well, not surprised, yeah. but when you look at that at the end of the game, it's, that's. I mean, that's phenomenal. And I mean, that's you know, what they are. That's what this run has been, magical. They're capable of doing it on any given, on any night. There's no question. Western Conference, be be uh, be very aware of what happens come game one of the uh, of the playoffs. And it'll be on us in about a couple weeks here, J.D. The other nugget, as we wrap things up here, Curry's eighth straight game with at least five three-pointers. That's not easy either. It's not, but it's we expect it. I call him a computer. I mean, that's what he is to me when he's getting ready and the shot's going off. It's math. You know, everybody else like, oh, I hope he makes it. His form. Steph's is like a computer, and I'm taking that for granted too. Yeah, and didn't play in the fourth quarter. Tenth time Good. this year he Good. didn't Rest. play yeah. in the fourth quarter, which is something that always has a benefit. So the Warriors win it 137-90. to 90. That's going to do it for us. Uh, the Warriors now 52-24 and 24 on the year, so they've got a one-game lead on the Nuggets. Nuggets are in here on Tuesday. We're all going to be together on Tuesday. Steiny's out here. You're out here. I'm going to be out here. Let's do gonna it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Warriors have an opportunity to gain some separation. Not mathematically put the one seat away, but all but mathematically. They got the Pacific Division tonight. Put the one yeah. seat away. If they can get that game, they'd be two up at that point in time with five games to play. Uh, and the Nuggets are reeling a little bit. We mentioned Jamal Murray yes, sprained his ankle tonight in their loss at home to Washington. For Tim Jordan, setting us up out here at Oracle Arena. For the guys back in the studio, Alex Scott, Nash Solomon, James Pappas. Uh, thanks to one and all. Goo, you're back with Steiny tomorrow, 10 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. And I'll be joining you guys on Tuesday out here at Look Oracle forward to it. for the next game. That's a 6 o'clock Warriors Live, 7.30 tip, and that's another one of those nights where there's a baseball game here as well. So allow yourself a little bit of extra time getting in on Tuesday nice. uh, with baseball uh, going on the next few days uh, at this complex. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Warriors win it, 137.90. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.